back to How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast brought to you by these3rooms.com. This is episode number eight of series three. These weeks do go by quickly, don't they? So far this series, you'll have heard me chatting to lots of lovely experts on all things from installation in times of high demand, ways to be more sustainable and in how you design your kitchen, quiet appliances and much more, including some guest hosts from the These Three Rooms team too. Do go back and tune into earlier episodes if you have missed any of those. So episode eight, what is to come? Well, this week I've got a great guest on to talk about inclusive bathroom design and specifically inclusive bathroom design and how to make sure a bathroom is accessible to anybody who has any concerns around mobility, anyone who has a disability or quite simply anyone in the house from young to old who wants to use a lovely bathroom no matter their needs. And that includes future-proofing your bathroom too, so it still works as you get older. I'm really looking forward to chatting about this topic with this week's guest, because in the last few years, bathroom design and innovations have really made headway in helping you to create accessible and inclusive spaces that, quite frankly, don't look like they've come straight out of hospital or a retirement home. It is absolutely possible to marry inclusivity and future-proofing with great, good-looking bathroom design. So let's find out how, shall we? So welcome to my guest this week, Ed Warner, who is the founder and CEO of Motion Spot and Fine and Able. Hello, thank you for joining me, Ed. Hi, Lindsay. Great to be here. Now, I have just said in my introduction that it is absolutely possible to marry inclusivity and future-proofing with great, good-looking bathroom design. And that's what we're here to talk about today. And actually, over the last few years, there's been so much innovation in this area to help people create a bathroom that is accessible, inclusive for everyone in the household. You know, there's a rise in households that are multi-generational. If people have additional needs, it's just such a topical and growing conversation. So I'm really interested to get your viewpoint on how we can create inclusive, accessible bathrooms to suit everybody. So before we get going, let's get a bit of background on that. You set up your company Motion Spot. Do you want to just let me know the sort of ethos behind that and how it all came about? I set up Motion Spot 10 years ago now after the personal experience of an old school friend of mine and our co-founder, James Taylor who was sadly paralysed in a diving accident aged 25. James returned from eight months in a spinal unit in Stoke Mandeville Hospital to his flat in Battersea, South London, and and realised he needed to make some adaptations to his, his flat to suit his independence as a wheelchair user. And the bathroom was one of the areas that he wanted to adapt first, and he sought advice from different occupational therapists and specialists, and he had his bathroom adapted. And I went to have dinner with him in 2011, and it was something he said to me over dinner that resonated with me at the time and, and very much drives our team today. And he said, every morning I wake up and I'm reminded of my condition because the products around me his bathroom felt and looked like a, a, a clinical hospital setting. And I'm a big believer that if you get the environment right for people, you can really positively impact cognitive and physical health. So I did what all supportive but um, slightly naive friends do at the time and said, oh, I'll, I'll help you find some decent products. And we looked at the market in the UK and, and so much of 
the accessible bathroom market was being designed for function over form. And we realized that actually there was a real opportunity to set up a business to look at this in a very different way and and bring really kind of beautiful accessible design into people's homes so that's where we started 10 years ago and it's been an amazing journey for motion spot over the last 10 years developing a lot in the commercial sector and most recently we've launched our consumer brand fine enable which has been tremendously successful as a standalone brand again putting accessible beautiful bathrooms into people's homes yeah, and Fine Enable is all, you know, you design and you help people create the bathrooms that are perfectly suited to them. Beautiful bathrooms, right? Thank you. We do. Yeah. So so our customers come to us with a range of, of, of different needs and we've got a really uh, talented and skilled design team who listen to what the customer needs, gives advice on, on what they might require both now and as their condition changes over time. And we put all the designs together. We supply all the product uh, into those homes as well as manage the installation process for them. Brilliant. Now, did you have a design background before all of this or, you know, how did it happen from you on a personal level? I didn't know. I've always had a passion for design, but my background is actually in sales and marketing roles in a number of, of large FMCG companies. So I I wasn't from a design background and and neither was James. James was from a financial background. But we we just knew from James's experience that this was an area of the market that was just being so badly underserviced. Um, And so we pulled together a really talented team of interior architects, designers, uh, occupational therapists who really had the knowledge that we didn't have uh, back then 10 years ago to help us Put the right principles in place and and start the designs with those first customers and it's it's really run on from there yeah so i as you touched on your the ethos is largely around having the ability to create a bathroom that is beautiful and doesn't look like it should belong in a medical setting absolutely yeah so you know we all live you know live in homes that we are very proud of and we don't want anything in our home that reminds us of a setting that 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 isn't necessarily what we want in our home and for so many people who have access needs their homes tend to 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 look like clinical institutional spaces and and that has a really negative impact on health and well-being of 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 those individuals uh, we know that you know social interaction is is reduced if people are if people are embarrassed about what is in their home we know that independence can be improved by having the right access in the home and and focusing on aesthetics as well as access um really is what we should all be doing to design beautiful and future-proof homes yeah i mean a lot of what we'll talk about today can be applied to the other areas of the homes and the kitchen but for the purpose of this episode we'll talk specifically about bathrooms and you did touch on it just there and i want to talk a bit more about individual products um, a bit later on but we've come such a long way haven't we in quite a short amount of time in the product availability and the design ideas that are suitable as an for an accessible bathroom that actually don't look like they belong in a clinical setting there's been significant change over the last 10 years when we set up there was there were very limited options available on the market but as manufacturers have understood just the size of market and opportunity out there they are beginning to design better products for 
for, for our market. You know, one in five of us in the UK have a disability. It is an absolutely enormous market. And that, you know, that audience don't want product that looks and feels like it fits more into a, a hospital than a home. So there's still a, a long way to go with, with product development. And we're encouraging and working with a number of manufacturers to help them refine their product to make it more accessible for this market. Um, but it's certainly a big step change from where we started 10 years ago. Yeah, it's amazing. And I, I guess just making people aware that those products are available and that medical centres and, you know, hospitals can provide a service of fixtures and fittings to go into your home and do some reviews of your space if you need it. But there are other options. And I think that's what we're going to hammer home today, isn't it? Absolutely right. It's all about choice. So, you know, people can have uh, what's called a disabled facilities grant, which is means tested and provided by local authorities across the country. Local authorities do a wonderful job at putting in adaptations that are required in people's homes. But those adaptations are the, the clinical looking types of products that, that we've been wanting to move away from over the last 10 years. And, and so we are providing choice to customers who don't have the ability to wait up to six months for a local authority occupational therapist to come and see them and don't want product that looks and feels more clinical in their home. And by providing that choice, we've been able to open up a growing market and unlock huge demand uh, in, in this sector. I've had a look on your website and I, I've been lucky enough to be sent a few of your lovely case studies that you've done for people. And one of the ones was from one of the loose women, Sophie Morgan, and she's got a beautiful accessible bathroom. Do you want to just talk us through a little bit about that project? Sophie's been an amazing supporter of our business for, for the last couple of years. And it's wonderful to see see her career going stratospheric now. She's one of ITV's leading presenters and, and leading ladies. She she approached us two years ago now. She lives in an apartment block in South London. It was a, a relatively new build apartment block and she purchased a wheelchair accessible property in that block. And it had been fitted with what's called a, a dock M pack shower. So uh, it, it, it is effectively a, a pack of products that a contractor fits into a new build property that ticks a box for building regulations, but doesn't doesn't look and feel like a bathroom you want in your home. So Sophie approached us and and asked us to to go through the design process with her and and select the right products and we installed a bathroom for her which is you know has a, a beautiful level access shower in it with a supportive seat for Sophie. She has a, a shower which is easy to control with long levers on on the shower. She has a basin uh, with integrated hand grips, enabling her to pull herself forward and access underneath the basin. Uh, beautiful slip resistant floor tiles throughout. Uh, Sophie um, actually wanted us to install a bath in this particular bathroom. And, and we do install some baths, but uh, predominantly we install level access showers in all of our bathrooms. But again, you know, that's a good example where, the, you know, our team listened to the customer, in this case, Sophie, she really benefits from the therapeutic benefits of having a bath. So we were able to design quite a small bath within the room because it wasn't a very big space, as well as a level access shower. And, and she says it's absolutely transformed her, 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 her life at home. 
Yeah, I'm really interested in, you know, first of all, obviously the choice. I think it's really important to to highlight that there there is so much choice available in product these days. But also really fascinated by the sort of well-being aspect that you talk about. We are so impacted by our surroundings and how they make us feel and that shouldn't stop just because you're you're at home or you have additional needs while you're at home. Absolutely. And you know, small things you can do to to sort of improve health and well-being in in our accessible bathroom space are, are simple things like replacing the the sort of outro marine vinyl that is installed in so many accessible bathrooms as a floor finish with beautiful slip resistant um, porcelain floor tiling. It, it makes such a difference to the look and feel of the room. Thinking about the type of lighting you use again just just makes for such a a, a more homely warm space so rather than having a single pendant light fitting which so often is fitted in a accessible bathroom thinking about some recessed spotlights that can be controlled on a dimmer switch to adjust that lighting level uh, dependent on your mood or, or different times of the day and getting the heating right in the bathroom is really important as well so many accessible bathrooms don't have a heat source or if they do they have a they often have a scalding hot plumbed towel rail, which it gets to temperatures that are far too hot to touch. And, and for so many older people who have more sensitive skin, that is a real scalding risk. So having a low surface temperature towel rail in an accessible bathroom is really important, as well as thinking about things like underfloor heating, which just makes for much, a, a much more comfortable, warmer space. There's so much to talk about in terms of product and I'm going to get into that now because I think there's there's a lot to cover and it's going to be really interesting. But there's such a huge spectrum, isn't there? Because needs will vary from person to person. So you've got to be really adaptable to what your specific needs are if you are renovating your bathroom. And that goes for everyone, really. You know, it's, it's a very intimate, it's a very personal space. So it has to function for you and it has to make you feel the way that you want to feel when you're using it. So... If I am taking on a renovation project or someone out there is looking to take on a renovation project for their bathroom and they want to make it inclusive and accessible, where should you start? What's the first port of call? The first port of call is firstly to sort of understand what you need in the space, uh, both now and as your condition changes over time. And that's where specialist advice from people like Viv and Alison, who would be first point of call in, in the fine label team can help. So just understanding what someone needs is, is, is the starting point. When it comes to thinking about what changes you need to make in your bathroom, the, the first thing to think about is to have a, a, a really good showering experience. So many people have baths in their homes. And whilst you can do some things to make baths more accessible. Ultimately, it, it is still a, a, a very tricky experience getting in and out of the bath. We are not fans of um, the walk-in bath as a solution because you have to get in the bath, you get cold when the water comes up and you have to let the water drain before opening the door and, and, and getting out of uh, the bath again. So in a lot of the projects we work on, we take the bath out and put in ideally a, a, a fully flush level access shower floor. So getting getting the shower floor in is, um, is, is one of the most important elements. Making sure there are no trip hazards within the bathroom is really important as well. So making sure there's no 
threshold coming into the bathroom, removing uh, things like uh, uh, floor mats um, can be very, uh, can be trip hazards um, uh, within bathrooms, uh, but also making sure that the floor surface is right. So many bathrooms still have quite slippery, glossy floor tiles that may be fine when they're dry, but actually when you get out of the shower and you get water on them, they become really slippery um, and trip hazards uh, as a surface. So having you know, slip resistant floor tiling in there is really important. Thinking about your type of basin um, uh, is, is important as well. Uh, ideally not having basins with storage underneath them because if someone is a wheelchair user or someone just has arthritis in hips or knees and wants to sit for slightly longer periods at the wash basin, having that vanity unit under the basin is, is, is particularly challenging. And you know, all future-proof bathrooms have to have the walls reinforced. They have to be patrissed, uh, effectively putting in you know, wooden noggins or blocks in the key areas where things like shower seats and, and grab rails may go um, is a really important consideration when thinking about a future-proofed and inclusive bathroom. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to delve into there and so many different things to consider. What about, you know, the access, you talk about the access to the shower and the access to the bath, if that's what somebody would like to include. What about access to the actual bathroom and, you know, even things like the width of the, the door into the bathroom or the level access into the shower? Do we need to account for a bit more space to allocate to the shower to make sure there's enough room to actually manoeuvre around? An accessible bathroom is only accessible if you can can access it in the first place. So ensuring that the route to that bathroom is clear of, of obstructions, as well as making sure that the, the entry door is wide enough is really important. Thinking about the type of, of door you have on your bathroom makes a real difference as well. We love things like sliding pocket doors are just really easy to, to slide in and out, particularly uh, with exposed door handles for someone with limited dexterity. The beauty with a pocket door, sliding door, is you haven't got the hinge of, of the door coming towards you if you're trying to open it. And you should never really have a bathroom door opening within the space in case someone has has fallen in that space and it's, it's difficult to, to access them if they have fallen. And when it comes to access to showers, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, so many showers in the UK are are too small from an accessibility point of view. You know, showers can be as, as narrow as 600 or, or 700 millimetres wide. And for someone with an access requirement, not just a wheelchair user, but if, if someone wanted to be sitting on a shower seat and was slightly unstable on their feet, you, you shouldn't be looking at any shower area that's less than 900 millimetres wide. Yeah, and that will, you know, not only give you the space to move around, but actually that feels quite luxurious to have a, a generous shower enclosure. And again, goes back to that feel that you want to create. Absolutely. If you think about it in the right way and you design it right from the outset, you can have a beautiful spa-like looking wet room, shower room um, that just happens to be accessible. And, and that's very much what we're trying to promote in this industry. It shouldn't be here is an accessible bathroom and here is a non-accessible bathroom. It should be this is just a, a really beautiful shower room that happens to be inclusive and accessible for everyone. 
Yeah, which brings me on to something that sprung to my mind as you were talking there. If you are a, a family household and one person has a, additional needs or, you know, you're a multi-generational household and the, there's different needs across the different ages of people who live there, how can you create that beautiful, accessible bathroom but actually make sure that it functions for, for everyone in the household? Very, very common question we're asked because a lot of our clients approach us and, as you say, they have an elderly relative within the household who, who needs some additional support. Getting the, the footprint right in the bathroom is absolutely essential. So some of the things we've discussed already around layout are really important. But there are really simple things that that you know we love putting into accessible bathrooms. We we have we have a concept called dual design features. And for us, a dual design feature is a product that looks like a any standard bathroom fitting but actually has a dual purpose and is accessible as well so to give you an example of that we've we've got beautiful range of shower riser rails which hold the shower head in place but double as a grab bar supporting up to 150 kilograms of weight Uh, we have surface hole basins that are you know again beautiful composite basin with some integrated hand grips in it uh, we have clients that hang hand towels through those integrated hand grips, um, but they're also brilliant for a wheelchair user or just someone needing some additional support whilst at the wash basin. The other element of sort of flexibility and adaptability we often build into a household where you have one member of the family with additional support needs. And this quite often comes in for for families that have elderly relatives that don't live with them all the time, but do come and stay with them for extended periods of time. And we've got a really clever range of removable grab rails and shower seats that effectively you put the fixings in the wall and those fixings are hidden by a cover plate. And if someone came to stay who needed some additional support, you remove the cover plate and without any tools at all, you can hook grab rails, both hinge grab rails, as well as wall grab rails, as well as you know, good looking shower seats supporting 150 kilograms of weight on on those fixings. So that concept of adaptability and flexibility is something that we very much promote. I think that's amazing. I think the multifunctional part of it and having the option to switch from one to the other as and when you need it, I think is absolutely brilliant and really shows how far innovations have come in this in this area of bathroom design. It's changing all the time as we get a much better understanding of what people need and what works and what doesn't work and as the market grows and and, and the demand for these these products increase. Yeah, the grab rail thing, I think, you know, that's something that, you know, when you talk about inclusive bathrooms, I think that's where your mind initially goes to. And you think, oh, you know, you think of those bulky, grey, beige coloured ones that you would see in a hospital or a retirement home, for example. But actually, the the styles available now are just as beautiful as any other style of bathroom fixture and fitting in matte black, brass, gold, you know spanning a whole range of trends so you can definitely still create that beautiful bathroom that you see in the likes of magazines and online but they just happen to be accessible and inclusive yeah it's all about removing the stigma from from this market it's about having you know aspirational products that we all want in in the home and as you've said you know matte black is is one of our 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 biggest selling products at the moment both for brassware as well as for grab rail finishes and and you know that's in line with with the the major trends going on in hospitality and and high end interior design. Why shouldn't accessible bathrooms uh, follow that lead? 
Yeah. Let's just quickly talk about taps as well while we're on the sort of the brassware topic, because um, having easy to use taps is actually great for everybody, you know, whether you've got limited dexterity or, or not. And what sort of things should you look out for in a tap to make it easier to use? So the key inclusive and accessible design principles when it comes to tap design and, and the same for shower valve design is making sure that you haven't got controls that are, are really difficult to use for someone with limited dexterity. So still there are a number of taps on the market that require you to, to really turn the tap, which can be uh, difficult for, for someone with, with limited dexterity. So having Having taps with slightly longer levers is really beneficial. Always think about, you know, if someone can access a, a, a basin mixer with a, a palm, a clenched fist, an elbow, it's going to be accessible for, for our market. That lever, though, doesn't have to be designed to look like a, an extended hospital lever. And again, there's some manufacturers that misunderstand just how long that lever needs to be. It can be just a, a slightly extended lever that's easy to access. Um, ensuring there's really clear hot and cold markings on uh, basin taps and shower valves is important as well. It's very much a trend in the bathroom industry at the moment to keep signage very minimal on, on any tap and shower valve. And there's, there's very rarely uh, any colour markings around, um, around red and, and, and blue for hot and cold. And again, we're not saying that, you know, you suddenly have to start designing a medical looking tap with with um, very you know, overly clear red of one side and, and blue the other side with extended levers. It's about thinking about how you can combine colour as well as um, that lever length to deliver a more accessible product. Yeah, absolutely. And, and personally speaking, you know, if I was choosing a tap for my bathroom, I would be more inclined to go for a more of a lever design anyway, because, you know, if you've got soapy hands or, you know, anything like that, you I tend to use my elbow anyway. So I think it's, you know, it's a win-win and it's the ease of use is is key across the whole spectrum. Absolutely. And I mean, I've got three kids under seven at home and they're, they're a great example of why you need to design accessible basin mixes. It's impossible to get them cleaning their teeth uh, in, in the morning and the evening. But, but actually having, having a product that little hands that don't have the strength can operate, you know, just shows that it's, it's good for children. It's good for, it's good for everybody. Let's, let's design more accessible products that just work for everyone. Exactly. Now, do these products have to go through any additional level of testing in the production process? Not necessarily in the production process, but um, after they produce, there, there does have to be testing, particularly around grab rails and shower seats. So anything that you're putting significant load through after you've gone through the prototype production, that those products need to go through really rigorous testing to ensure that the weight capacity is going to be right for this market. So we would only ever uh, supply products, particularly shower seats and hinge grab rails that support up to 150 kilograms of weight. But it's really important to make sure that the wall construction is suitable to be able to take that sort of load. When it comes to testing of other products, uh, I mean, what we always do as a business and, and you know we're constantly iterating our design process and and looking at new products for this market we, we are constantly running focus groups with people who are ultimately going to use these products and again you know something that the industry has struggled with in the past is 
is products for the bathroom tend to be designed by younger people who don't have a disability. That just is the nature of, of their, their design team makeup. And for the last 10 years, we've been running focus groups and encouraging manufacturers to involve disabled and older people as part of their design process from the outset, because by doing that, they're going to design more accessible and inclusive products for everyone. We've touched on this throughout the conversation, and it's really important to talk about inclusive bathrooms in that broader sense too, as you as you've mentioned. And in fact, you you guys did some research. Fine and Able Research um, said beyond the fact that there are fourteen point one million disabled people in the UK, one fifth of the UK population is over sixty five. So the design ideas we've talked about apply to future proofing, don't they, as well as inclusivity. They do, yeah. So all the principles that we've covered as as as, as part of this conversation uh, are, are as relevant for future proofing as they are for designing an accessible bathroom for someone who needs it today. And we're working with greater numbers of particularly older older people who are perhaps moving, downsizing from their family home, and they are moving into what they hope will be their final home and still so many of the homes that they're moving into aren't future-proof to meet their needs, perhaps when they're 75, 85, 95. And so we we help them redesign those bathrooms in particular to make sure that the space is right within that room, to make sure it's it's got the products that we've spoken about already, and that it is future-proof to meet their needs if their condition changes over time. Statistically, we are living longer and we know that our needs change as we get older and more of us are living in multi-generational households. There's so many different factors to consider. Do you think it's wise then to invest in a bathroom design that does change with us as we grow older? You know, even if, you know, you are, you know, a little bit younger and you are doing up a house. Absolutely. It's, you know, we all know the, the process involved and the cost of, of refurbishing homes. And, you know, our message to anyone that's interested in this area is to is, is to help them get it right from the outset. You know, there are so many examples in our industry. And, and again, you know, going back to the Disabled Facilities Grant system that we spoke about earlier with local authorities, they are very good at putting adaptations in to meet a need today. But so many of those bathrooms are just a quick fix that isn't then an environment that can adapt and change if someone's condition changes over time. So what happens is those bathrooms often have to get ripped out and reinstalled uh, every 18 months to, to three years. And whenever we work with clients, we, we say this is a bathroom that is going to last 10, 15, 20 years. So let's get it right from the outset and, and let's design a future proof space. Yeah, a lot of the times when I talk about renovations with homeowners, you know, one of the common questions, no matter if it's a a small project or a large project, is often around cost. As you quite rightly say, investing in long lasting products, it's not only great for the environment if you because you're not ripping things out 18 months to three years down the line, but you are also, you know, saving money in the long run. Absolutely. And that link with sustainability is is key. You know, we've worked with a number of, of new build developers that are understanding that they need to minimise their carbon footprint. They need to build homes that are going to be forever homes as opposed to homes that people have to refurbish shortly after uh, after moving in. So that link between accessibility and sustainability is a really strong one. 
Obviously, um, you are uh, from Fine and Able, and that's a company that does this specifically. But, you know, if if someone is listening and they want to work, work with a company or work with a bathroom designer that is a specialist in inclusivity, what's the way that they should go to find a designer to work with? It's really difficult because there need to be more more providers like Fine and Able in the marketplace because there is the, the, there is a market out there that requires this service. If someone is working with a bath a local bathroom showroom that isn't perhaps a specialist in this space, then I would recommend that that customer involves an occupational therapist as part of the conversation. So an external specialist who can come in and, and 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 assess you in your home and 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 understand what you need both today and 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 in the future and then take that information to a bathroom showroom but you know have to stress how important it is just to get that advice right from the outset this isn't a, a, a sort of a standard bathroom install Absolutely. Excellent advice there. Now, I usually end every episode and I ask um, whoever I'm interviewing what their golden rule for design is. So in this instance, I'm really keen to know from you, what is your golden rule when it comes to inclusive bathroom design? My golden rule when it comes to inclusive uh, bathroom design is to understand who you're designing for. It, it, It so often gets missed as part of the design process. Really, you know, listen to who requires this accessible bathroom and and really try and get a good understanding of of what their condition is both now and in the future. And, you know, try and design a space that is flexible and adaptable, not just for that individual, but for the wider uh, family in, in that home. So flexibility and adaptability is key. Excellent. Well, Ed, it's been really enlightening and really fascinating to listen to to you talk. You're clearly very passionate about this as a subject matter. And I really do hope that, you know, we've come a long way, as we say, in the last few years. But I just hope that this is simply the beginning and actually becomes just part and parcel of bathroom design as a as a more generic sort of term. Um, and we see much more of it in the likes of um, magazines and in society generally. Thanks for, for, for hosting me and for, for raising raising the profile of accessible uh, bathroom design, Lindsay. No, it's absolutely my pleasure. Well, thank you very much. I shall let you go. But yes, thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much to Ed from Fine and Able for that incredibly insightful and interesting conversation. I think we've definitely proven, as I said at the beginning, that it is totally possible to marry inclusivity with good looking bathroom design thanks to the range of choice in bathroom fittings now available i love what ed said about it's all about choice and i think that's absolutely true and also the heightened awareness of designing bathrooms that are perfectly suited to whoever is using the space particularly when there are additional requirements involved i really love the idea i'm really pleased to see the innovation in product such as the flexible solutions ed mentioned like the shower seat that can be removed and added when it's necessary and also the availability of stylish grab rails in trendy finishes like matte black and brass. I really hope you took something from that conversation. I certainly did. So thank you for listening. I really hope you enjoyed. As always, you can get in touch with me via hello at these three rooms.com if you do have any questions or any feedback in general. For now, thank you again for listening. And don't forget, join me next time for more of How to Buy a Kitchen or Bathroom, the podcast. <laughs>